0: Thank you for taking the time to download this podcast from Rosendale Research School. If you've enjoyed it, why don't you sign up for our monthly newsletter? You can do this via our website at rosendale.researchschool.org.uk. Welcome to the Rosendale Research School podcast on Black Friday. Oh, my word. Um, There we go. Good luck in America with that one. Um, Now, I'm joined this week by Rosie Unwin, who is the nursery... Teaching and Learning Lead. Good afternoon Rosie.
1: Good afternoon Doug.
0: Now uh, as regular listeners to our podcast will know we've been initiating a series of action research projects across the different year groups here at Rosendale Uh, and Rosie has very kindly come in this afternoon to tell us about the research project she's running with the nursery. So perhaps Rosie if you could start off by telling us what was the issue or the problem that you identified that you thought needed to be addressed.
1: Of course. So apologies for anyone who's a regular listener, if I'm repeating anything that you guys have heard before. I'm sure you're not. (laughs) But um, we decided as a school that reading was going to be our focus this year. So looking, I think, in particular at reading and how we can improve children's reading across the school. So in nursery, obviously, this looks very different to year six. And what I was thinking was how we can use books to improve the range of language that children have. So I have a number of children every year who come into nursery who have significantly less language than their peers mm. and are showing at below age-related expectations using the Development Matters framework. So this was what I really wanted to target. So okay. Um, I went away, did some research, looked at in particular the Education Endowment Foundation and the guidance that they give on this and came up with the idea of looking at the peer framework that they set out in their booklet about early years and key stage one reading.
0: Excellent. I love the, the, the mention of our sponsor.
1: So
0: that, that'll, we'll put some money your way, Rosie, on that. Um, excellent. So th- these these are children whose language isn't as developed as other. And I'd imagine I spend a wee bit of time in the nursery, not very much. That it, it's quite a huge range
1: yeah, it's when they an, come
0: into you. Of-
1: it's absolutely enormous. On a home visit, we had one child who um, told us that she could read um, Julia Donaldson books turns out she's just learnt them off by heart which is what we thought okay but nonetheless she's got the language to be able to repeat the Gruffalo off by heart and then you've got other children who are saying sentences of one or two words and so it's a huge disparate range and obviously you've got children who are going to turn four in September and you've got children who aren't turning four until August and so they've got almost a third yeah
0: they haven't lived yet compared to others that's right isn't it yeah so so once you've identified the children that require require a little bit of extra assistance Um, what is the actual intervention you're planning to do
1: so twice a week with targeted children it's to use something called the peer framework when you're reading a book so what this means is that you the p is for prompting the child to say something about the book so it could be oh what color is the giraffe and they will be able to say the color hopefully (laughs) or it could be that you evaluate their response so you say you're right it is a yellow giraffe and look the yellow giraffe has brown spots which is extending and expanding their response by rephrasing and adding information in and then the R is to repeat the prompt. So you hope that they will then be able to say what you've done. So you would say, okay, so let's go back again. What colour's a giraffe? And in an ideal world, they'll say, it's a yellow giraffe with brown spots. Yes. Realistically, you're working with three-year-olds, so they might well go grey elephant at this uh, point. Yeah, yeah, But that's the aim behind it, if that makes sense. No,
0: that, that, that does. I mean, that's really to say You're sort of planting the seed, if you like, if you were. And I would imagine that... Uh, nurses, they are—they pick on that quite quickly. So if you were doing that with one child one day, then I don't know if you revisit it, but it would stick quite quickly oh. in there
1: absolutely and some of the earliest language you s- development you see is something called and i'm going to mispronounce this cuz i mispronounce it oh, every right. time but it's echolalia which is where oh. they copy what you say
0: <sighs> as in echo or yeah, echo, I, 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 guess. I guess is it yes i guess yes. yeah that
1: makes logical sense which? and so if they've heard you say it the likelihood is that they will say it again because they want to please you and they want they're like oh new words that i'm starting which to which is why forward. this
0: prompting is so important because yeah. if, if if that's the case then mimicry is a lot of how language acquisition is Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's one of the first
1: stages.
0: So, sorry, so you are, so how often would you try and do that with your targeted children?
1: So we're aiming for two or three times a week. Some of the children are only in for three days a week, which is why we've put two as a minimum. And obviously it would be nicer to do it more than that, which hopefully we will. And I mean, it will expand itself as well. I mean, one of the other acronyms that you have on this is something called CROWD. So it's where you kind of, Again, once this has hopefully had some impact, if it's a book that you've read quite a few times before, and particularly something like Oi Frog, which has a rhyme at it and pictures that go with it, then what you could do is ask them to leave the end of a word off the sentence blank and see if they can complete it. Yes. So, Oi Frog, sit on the and see if they're able to come up with the word log. Again, the pictures will be the prompt. The sort of
0: verbal equivalent of a closed procedure. Yeah, exactly. Do. Yes, I yeah. see. Well, that's it's interesting. Or ask
1: them about something they've already read, or ask them just have an open-ended chat about them. Who do you think is the nicest person in this and why?
0: Right, yes.
1: Or so, what does so the picture yes. tell us? Sorry. So this
0: has been going... Are you, so therefore, to, to sort of assess how the, the effect of this, are you just, it's just you would notice the difference each time you're reading and you record that somewhere or, or you just, that there, there are no sort of formal assessments are there that you can do that you might be able to?
1: So we use a system of assessment, which is continual assessment in okay, early years. Yep. And we use the tapestry software, which oh, is yes. all based around the development matter goals. So, for example, these children will be showing probably in the 16 to 20-month range. Right. Some are a little bit higher than that as well. But the idea is that hopefully we'll be recording most of the interventions as we go along. Right. And then hopefully we will also see that they are making progress with their language and also with their interest in books as well. Because at the moment some of them have such little language that they don't naturally gravitate towards the storybooks in the way that yes. most of their peers do yes now i can so see we're that and hoping for a change in attitude as and, well as um, language
0: you know from a podcast we did a couple of weeks ago on reading it just seems that reading reading is the king of everything because uh, everything follows from being able to read so can you perhaps with some children that you ask them at home to be reading books. Do you give them books to take home, or how does that work?
1: Yeah, so um, we tend to send books home for early-stage phonics from January onwards. This isn't that we're expecting the children to be able to read them with their parents, right, but it's yeah. to give the parents a focus to work with their child on. Yes. So early-stage phonics is all about just hearing the sounds. Things like rhyming and things like um, just saying continual sounds, look, that's a slithery snake, and you hear oh, all okay. the same yep. words that start. So they'll be taking those home from January. We don't do it straight away, because to be honest, the first term is all about learning how to take your coat home yeah, at the end of the day. Yeah, imagine so. slots that, yeah. But we also do do say to parents that if you want any books, and please just let us know and we'll pop them into your child's bag as long as they return them, hopefully. So, no, there's lots of opportunities there as well. And,
0: you know, I mean, when you do a formalised project like this, often other things become apparent. And certainly with reading. I mean, when I was a class teacher... Uh, we used to do guided reading every day and um, I'm sure that guided reading had its merits but it was a lovely way for you to get to know your children and to do that and I imagine when you're interacting with the child and this is that the case as well you you get to know them better
1: yeah and it's really interesting seeing which books they particularly like and which books don't bear any kind of interest for them as well. Mm. And I mean, the love of animal books is almost universal and dinosaurs and aliens and monsters. They are definitely firm favorites. Yes. But it can be very interesting as well. So we've got um, a book that we're reading and have read in class a few times about a hare and a hedgehog and the hedgehog goes into hibernation. Okay, yes. And it's a favorite of some of my incredibly active boys okay. and so it's this very nice gentle story about friendship and it's lovely to see that some of these children that you wouldn't normally think would love would this type of story by that. are absolutely enthralled by it so it is a really nice way to get to know all sides of their personality that sometimes don't show themselves immediately
0: Yeah, I mean, veering away from the really, I just think, as as we have you here, Rosie, it's all, I mean, you've been in the nursery, this is your second or third year, year. second year. Uh, And I always sort of think when you see children coming in to a primary school, whether it be in reception or nursery, they're all coming in from these hugely different areas. And probably wrongly, we all try and sort of batter them into place so that they'll (laughs) fit into a class so we can teach them and do that sort of thing. Whereas it's sometimes quite hard, I've thought to work out what is their individual idiosyncrasies and what should you not necessarily try and batter into shape, as it were, or, or things that, you know, actually that's not very productive. You're going to need to look at something. I mean, how do you... I guess so, it's the social skills, really, the social and emotional skills, largely. Yeah,
1: I mean, this is one of the lovely things about working in early years, and actually all credit to our year one team as well. They've carried this further up the school, is that it's all play-based learning. So the idea is that we don't try and as you say, put them in batter them into shape too quickly, that it's all very much they get to follow their own interests and that way they are able to develop the things that they are interested in, which means the likelihood of having behaviour issues is significantly decreased because they're doing what they enjoy. And it does allow you to focus on, as you say, the social skills. Yes. So that when they're playing trains, you can go, oh look, your friend's playing trains. Can we share together and play trains together? And so it allows you to really focus on developing the core areas of the Development Matters um, yes. programme, which are communication and language, personal, social and emotional development, and their physical development as well. So it's all yeah. about thinking how you can kind of follow their interests to help develop them into yeah, um, being... It, it, Mm. more like incredibly well-rounded little people. So it's
0: interesting because I guess you know a lot of your role will be more of those social and emotional supports mm. of this is what we do we can't really do this which you know we seem to do in nursery reception possibly a one but then when children are six we think right they've got that now we'll just go and teach them everything and then to our to our peril sometimes we find out we haven't continued it going and this sort of does need to be kept on oh, I think completely. doesn't and, it? And
1: I mean it's taught me a lot as well I remember last year in about October time I went to a friend and went yeah I've just watched two nursery children say I'm sorry when they'd upset each other and they hugged each other and they completely were over it there was no kind of like no that really annoys me so why why have you done it there is just complete and utter forgiveness and I went to a friend and went you know what I probably haven't forgiven you as quickly as I ought to have done at times and I'm really sorry because
0: yeah I mean that but that self-awareness because you know I'm I'm currently in year six a bit of the time and I I wish they would do that they don't they don't it it seems that it's a you're backing out if you apologize it's some admission of guilt or or something but it's something we all have to do isn't it and it seems to get lost somewhere on the line but um more
1: often than not you're apologizing because the other person's upset and nobody wants to make someone feel bad or you hope nobody wants to make someone feel bad well it's yeah
0: it's nice to know it makes you think that that is the natural state of things how they should be that's what everybody wants to do it's just we either have different circumstances and that tends to take away from that sometimes doesn't it but Rosie thank you so much for sharing all your things and perhaps later in 2020 you might come back and tell us some more about
1: yeah, absolutely, things. no problem.
0: Happenings in nursery, not just with your project, but general happenings. Uh, an well, update I mean, from the nursery. I mean, we've
1: got some highly entertaining stories. That I've been more than willing we, to we, share we with you. We look forward to
0: those. But uh, I could
1: even bring some characters in to give you. Some,
0: well, that, that to answer let, some of but,
1: your questions. Why Doug? not?
0: That would be fantastic, wouldn't it? But thank you so much for tuning in. Enjoy your Black Friday, and we'll see you again next time.